0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة الا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى الطيبين الطاهرين لا ما بقيه الله في الارضين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من اعوانه وانصاره in the last session we talked about the significance of recitation of the Quran and we said that it should be at least partly done in the home I read for you the Hadith, yeah? Now we want to (coughs) discuss some of the etiquettes of the recitation of the Qur'an and see what are the rights, what are the etiquettes, the manners that we should observe. Normally ulama discuss this in two groups, two categories. There are some kind of Outward or external manners and etiquettes. There are some inward or internal manners. We will talk inshallah about both. And if Allah helps us, especially I want to talk about the methods of reflection. And the Quran. If not today, maybe next week. One of the manners or etiquettes that we should observe is to be with Tahara. To be with Wuzu and also to be clean as far as body and dress are concerned we have had for example from amirul mu'minin alayhi salam la yaqra'u al-abd al-quran idha kana ala ghayri tahur hatta yataṭahhara The servant of Allah does not recite the Qur'an if he or she is not on tahara unless he or she makes the tahara. So if you have wake up from sleep or if you have been to washroom, whatever, you should first make tahara wuzu. So, it should be in a condition that you can say your salat. If you are in a condition that you can say your salat, you can do tawaf, then you can also recite the Quran. The other thing is to have cleaned our mouths, our teeth, and... This is also a part of the tahara, which is, of course, al-zahiriya. It's the outward tahara. For example, we have hadith. Nazifu tariq al-Quran. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his companions, clean the path or the road of the Quran. Tariq. Tariq means... The road, the path, the route. فَقَالُوا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ وَمَا تَرِيقُ الْقُرْآنِ What is the path or the road of the Qur'an? قَالَ أَفْضَاهُكُمْ Your mouth. قَالُوا بِمَاذَا How can we do that? قَالَ بِالسَّوَاكِ To brush your teeth this is helping in having the cleanliness of the path in which quran is being recited another thing is to face qibla if you can face qibla sometimes maybe for example you are in car you are a passenger, not a driver. <laughs> you are a passenger and you want to recite the Quran, or you are on, I don't know, bus, and you cannot observe Qibla. But if you can observe, you are in a place that you have the flexibility, so facing Qibla is important. <coughs> but if you cannot face Qibla, don't stop reading Quran read the Quran but it's, if possible facing qibla is also important Another thing that is good is to sit respectfully This is not a normal book Even your books of Hose you have to study them respectfully yeah this is not a newspaper or a book on physics or chemistry the books of hose there are quran in uh, quranic verses there are hadiths. and so you cannot for you know for example lie back and you know read the book or other forms which are not respectful so one should sit respectfully either hold the Qur'an with his hand, or for example, if you have uh, a, something like, you know, a rahl to put the Qur'an. Uh, one of the things that unfortunately sometimes we see in some mosques or places is they put the Qur'an on the floor. This is not good. Qur'an should not be put on the floor. Or they put Qur'an and then they book the book of du'a on Qur'an. This is not good. Nothing should be put on top of the Qur'an, unless it is another Qur'an. No book should, even book of Dua, even if a book has Qur'an inside, but it is not completed the Qur'an, should not be put on the Qur'an. If you have two Qur'an, one is only Arabic, one is Arabic and translation. The one which is only Arabic, put it on the top. Yeah? Because the one who has translation has something other than Qur'an. That should not be put on the Qur'an. Sometimes people, for example, recite the Qur'an, the Salatul Jama'ah starts. They put the Qur'an on the floor next to the feet of the person in the robe in front of them. This is not good. You should take the Qur'an back, put it on the shelf. you want to read again and take the quran not put on the floor so these are important things that we have to observe another thing that we have to observe about adab zahiri is not to r- recite very fast nor very slow for example we have hadith which says We have uh, several actually hadith I have selected for you. One is Amirul Mu'mineen. Actually, this hadith is said by Imam Sadiq. When someone asked Imam Sadiq about the ayah, tar-tila, Imam Sadiq salam, quoted Amirul Mu'minin. قَالَ قَالَ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمَنِينَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ بَيَّنْهُ تَبِّيَانَا وَرَتَّ لِلْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ means بَيَّنْهُ تَبِّيَانَ read it in the way which is clear the letters, the words are distinct don't read it in the way that no one can make distinction between this word and the next word وَلَا تَهُذَّهُ حَذَّ الشَّعْرِ with Ha and like haza, but this is Mushaddat لَا تَهُذَّهُ حَذَّ الشَّعْرِ وَلَا تَنْثُرْهُ نَثْرَ الرَّمْلِ Don't read it fast and connected with each other like a poem Quran is not a poem and don't m- put too many gaps in between, like sands which are scattered around. You know, ramble, like sands. <inaudible> what is important is that your hearts, which might have become hard, means <inaudible> hardness. With the Quran, you should soften and bring some kind of sadness, some kind of seriousness to your heart, which which have become hard. Your ambition must not be, your concern must not be to finish the surah. So you just say, look, how many pages are left? I have to finish this. Of course, sometimes maybe you want to train yourself, you have a, you know, kind of decision made that every day I should read this much. That's okay, but generally speaking, the quantity should not be the main thing that you don't enjoy and just you want to finish. You should be reading and enjoying. There is a hadith from Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, in which he says <laughs> When you read the Quran you should think that you are going through a museum for example a library When you watch beautiful, I don't know, frames or beautiful books, take them, look at them, reflect on them. Don't just go quickly to reach the end of the museum, the end of the library. No one has forced you to come to this museum. You have come with your interest to enjoy the museum. So sometimes, you know, we go to museum, we don't have time, okay? Okay. We just go to the first hole and the last hole so that we say we see them <laughs> we saw this museum. So someone asked me, have you been to this museum? I say yes. This is not good. If you read the Quran and there are some, for example, things about good manners of akhlaq, bad manners, I don't know, different things, you have to reflect on them. So Rasulullah said When there are some wonders mentioned You have to wait and think Move your hearts with the Quran The heart should be moved As we had in the previous hadith Your concern must not be the end of the surah. That I want to reach the end of the surah. In another hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Aaribul Quran. A'aribu A'aribu, when we want to connect, we say Aarabul Quran. Which means read the Quran. With correct recitation, all the harakat, all the wuquf, everything should be observed. In another hadith about Tartil, it is said, So, you should read with the speed which allows you to read everything correctly. Another thing is to read it beautifully. So it's not just a matter of now speed. It's a matter of also beautiful recitation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, حَسَّنُ الْقُرْآنِ بِأَصْوَاتِكُمْ al Try to beautify, to decorate the Quran with your voices. Quran is beautiful, but beautiful voice adds to the beauty of the Quran. Rasulullah. Sometimes you know the voice is very bad, and can kill the beauty of the Quran. Yeah, people don't think about what is said. The voice can be so bad that people don't want to listen. If the Quran is recited with beautiful voice, then it, sh- you know, shines more. It's more attractive. In another hadith, لكل شيء حَلِّيَةٍ Hassan. <laughs> for everything there is a kind of decoration or there is a kind of beautiful presentation, beautiful dress, and for the Quran is beautiful voice. This one I haven't put the name, so I I am not. Able to confirm. Let me see if I can find it. Yes. Imam Sadiq alayhi salam quotes Rasulullah. Qala nabi shay'in hilyah wa So, one aspect of recitation is Sawtu al-Hassan. Another thing is... to recite the Qur'an with a moderate tone. Not a a, a speed. We spoke about a speed. Not too loud, like shouting. Not too low. Moderate. Unless people are sleeping or, for example, there is a worry that it might be you know, riyah and show off, then you asp- recite it, you know, very quietly, to not to disturb, not to draw the attention of other people. But if it is no problem, for example, you are at home sitting alone, no one is going to be disturbed, no one is going to watch you, between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's better to say it in the way that you can hear yourself, not too loud, not too low. So say it, not just you know read it in your heart. Like in you know, a Salat, that you should be able to hear yourself. Even in Salat uh, Ikhwat, you should be able to hear you. But this should be more than that. Another thing is, to have a condition of hosn. <clears throat> Once I, I think explained that maybe hosn here is more s- a kind of seriousness. Amirul al-Mu'mini salam in Khutbatul al when he talks about muttaqeen he says Ammal Layl Fasafuna Agdamahom Talina l'Ajza il Koran Yuhasenuna behi Anfusahom Wayasta the Runa behi dawa da him. In the night they stand up, recite the Quran and they make themselves sad. Which means a kind of seriousness, a kind of positive sadness. This is not, you know, depression. This is not, you know, s- sad, which is n- negative sadness. و... Then they try to take from the Quran treatment and medicine for their illness. If you are not serious, you don't learn. When you read a book, you have to read it with seriousness, especially with the Quran, you have to be very serious in reading the Quran. The other thing is, when you come across verses in which there is sajda, you have to do sajda. It can be sajda wajib, so it's wajib, it's sajda mustahab, it's mustahab. You come across some verses about Rahmah, maghfirah forgiveness, then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you those verses. You come across some verses about punishment, then you ask Allah to save you from punishment. فَإِذَا when they come across verses in which there is encouragement then they wholeheartedly listen to it and they have expectation that inshallah Allah gives me you know, a kind of hope and request from Allah but, but if it is frightening, threatening then they take it very seriously as if it's going to happen to them The other thing is that before recitation, we should do ista'adha. Iza qara'ata al-Quran, fasta'idh billah min shaytanir rajim We should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us refuge against shaytan. To recite with... Bismillah Rahmanir rahman rahim And it is also in ra- some books recommended. We end with Sadaq Allah al-Aliyul-Azeem Wa Balaga Rasuluhu al-Kareem And there are also some other duas. For example, O oh Allah, please benefit us with this Quran and so on and so forth. These are some manners that all can be easily observed. In addition to this, also we have some hadith about the amount of recitation. Although Quran says, Whatever is possible for you, should recite the Quran. The hadith says the minimum is 50. Imam Sadiq salam said, Al-Qur'an ahdullah ila khalqih. Quran is a covenant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has with his people. You know, even for the Bible, you know, say, Old Testament, New Testament is Atiq, Ahdah Jadid. Okay, Ahd means testament, covenant. So, Muslim man or woman should look at this covenant or testament. Look at it and every day recite at least. 50 verses. Now we move on to the adab botany. The internal or esoteric or I don't know, inward etiquettes. Something about your heart, about your mind. (coughs) And I think this is an area that more work is needed. Especially when it comes to the method of reflection. One of the things is when you read the Quran, you should have in your mind a clear understanding that this is word of God. This is Kalamullah. So the greatness of Allah and the greatness greatness of the word of Allah should be in our mind. And we need always to remind ourselves because, you know, we easily get used to things. Yeah? If there is a, for example, shrine, okay, that you love to go. If you go there and you stay there one month, two months, three months, six months, one year, gradually you may lose that, you know, attraction. This is unfortunately the nature. Unless people are really working hard on their ma'rifah. Otherwise, the first few days you have great interest. Gradually it goes, Done. And this is why it is also suggested that when you go for ziyarah, don't stay too long and too many times so that your love for ziyara is reduced. Of course, this is for people who can be for long period. So, means shortly? Uh, means shortly. So, If you, for example, sometimes, you know, I have said this. I heard it from one of ulama and I found it moving, actually. He said, you know, the people who say, oh, Imam Zaman, let me at least see you once. Yeah? We say, you know, at least once in my life I want to see Imam Zaman. And this alim was saying that Many of these people, if Imam al-Zaman is present and they can every day see Imam al-Zaman, they would lose this, you know, kind of interest. Imagine if you are guaranteed that you would be with Imam zaman always. So you wouldn't have that. And he was saying that maybe even after a few days, they uh, stretch their legs in front of Imam al-Zaman. na'uzubillah because now Imam Zaman has become normal, you know? If there is a person, and Ayatollah, that we can see him every day, we don't have that interest. But they say only once in life you can see him. Everyone stands in queue, yeah? So one way to increase the interest of people, those who advise, is not to speak too much. You know, they used to give to, uh, this advice to Imam Khomeini, some people. You shouldn't uh, speak too often you shouldn't come to the public too often so that your charisma goes higher. But Imam Khomeini was not listening to this, okay? But this is actually uh, the way many people, unfortunately, if something is available to us, we don't appreciate that much. It becomes rare, then we become more interested. Yes. No, this is 'ah. tabi'ah. Because you can train yourself to be against this. Actually, those who do these things out of ma'rifah, if you do things out of ma'rifah, the more you see Imam al-Zaman, the more interested you become. If it is ma'rifah, if there is an alim that you benefit from his knowledge, If you have studied with him 10 years, you want to study 20 years. If you have studied 20 years, you want to look at, for example, students of Allah, Imam Khomeini. They wish they were able to attend his lecture 100 years. Yeah? But if it is a matter of fashion and, you know, emotions, few times is enough. After that, it's boring. Yeah? So... When it comes to the Quran unfortunately because of this tendency in us we underestimate the value of the Quran Imagine sometimes I use this example Imagine if Quran billah, was missing Okay like other many other divine scriptures they are not available If the Qur'an was missing, and then we were told that scientists, after lots of work, they managed to find one page of the Qur'an in a cave, I don't know, in Jordan, for example. Then everyone was trying hard either to go there or, you know, get hold of a film or picture of that page. Why? Because this is word of God. People do this for word of human beings. Yeah? If there is a work of, I don't know, Aristotle, which is just discovered, people die for it. If it's, I don't know, from Shakespeare, you know, something, you know, it's, it's not very old, but still people, you know, die for it. Uh, you know, how many uh, works have been done on Shakespeare? thousands or maybe tens of thousands of research and papers. So, if we were able to find one page of the Quran in any part of the world, we would have done our best to either go there or if it's possible to see the movie, the film, the picture. But now we are born and we, alhamdulillah, in every house we have the Quran. So we don't appreciate. Okay? We don't appreciate enough. So you need to train yourself in order to appreciate. Because if you leave it to your tabi'ah, the tabi'ah is this. Man's disposition and tendency is this. This is not fetra, this tabi'ah. So you have to train yourself. You have to remind yourself, this is word of Allah. This is what Allah even didn't reveal to 124,000 minus one prophets. Not only people who lived at that time, even the prophets who lived before a prophet were not able to have this. Musa didn't have this. Isa didn't have this. Forget people. Even the prophets, they didn't have this. Alhamdulillah, we are in an age that we have Qur'an. We have to appreciate. So we need to keep reminding ourselves of the value of the Quran. And you remember some of the things we said about Quran being in lohem mahfuz. fi ladayna aliun hakim. All those things. The other thing is... We should know that in the same way, and when I say in the same way, I'm not saying that the importance is the same. I'm saying in the same way that tahara of body and dress are needed, another type of tahara is needed. And that is tahara of heart, purity of the heart. You want to read the Qur'an. Okay. Not only. The purity of intention. Is important. No. It's not just this. More than this. Your purity in other areas of life. Is also important. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mutahar is not the one who has just pure intention when he reads the Quran. If in my studies, if in my tabliq, if in my, I don't know, family life, business life, study life, if I am not pure, so I am not able to really encounter the Quran. So heart should be Pure. Okay. So this is something that needs constant struggle. We can call it yes, this is tahara botany. Another thing is khudu and khushu. I think maybe sometime we talked about the difference between khudu and khushu. Khudu is the humbleness which appears on your body. Khudu'ah. Khushu'ah is the humbleness of heart. Okay? Sometimes, some people, they sit, for example, in a very humble way. But it doesn't mean that in the heart they are humble. So, it starts with the humbleness of body but it should reach humbleness of heart you know sometimes for example there is a uh, great alim in front of great alim we sit very respectfully but maybe someone in his heart he is making mockery of this alim okay so there is humbleness in the body but in the heart is not humble so there must be humbleness of body and the heart when we read the Quran because when you are faced with something as great as word of God what would be more natural than being humble yeah when you stand before great personalities you become humble when you stand even before great for example, ocean, great mountain, again you feel humble. When you look at the stars in the night, you feel very humble. Yeah? Quran is m- greater than any of these things. So we should be very humble. Yes? When we say heart, heart means we are talking about nafs, soul. Heart is part of the nafs, which is responsible. For your faith, for your intention, and for your traits of character. Then, tadabbur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam, verse, I think it's 23. Yes, Pardon? To the yes. Verse 23. Yeah. <laughs> don't they reflect on the Quran or the hearts are sealed? It means that if you don't reflect, it's because the heart is locked and sealed. Otherwise, you want to reflect on the Quran. You know, when there is a very beautiful flower and someone doesn't look at the flower, so it means that his eye is closed. Otherwise, if there is a beautiful flower, you want to look at it. If there is a very good perfume and someone doesn't smell, it means that nose is not working. Okay, so al Quran Don't they reflect on the Quran or the hearts are sealed? Now, from this point, we have to go into. The methods of reflection on the Quran. This is where I want you also to do some study and work. It's on verse 24. Pardon? It's, it's verse 24. 24. Thank you very much. 24. Are you sure it's 24? Okay. Surah Qital or Surah Muhammad is the same. Verse 24. <laughs> okay. What I request from you is please study whatever resources, references you have, and think what are the best methods for reflection. If I want to reflect on Quran, what should I do? Is there any step-by-step methodology? And this has different aspects. To reflect, you have to engage your mind and heart together. So your methods should bring these two together. How can I engage my mind and heart when I reflect on the Quran? So for next week, inshallah, please study and think and discuss. So before I speak, I ask you about your results of research, inshallah.